Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Whether Jesus actually existed or not, the vast majority of scholarship suggests he did. He, he is either, he is either way, a pretty big deal. Thus the question for anyone who lives in this world, believers and non-believers alike, is why. Seems Job was wondering at Christmas. Seems there's a lot of people in the world wondering at Christmas. People wonder about a lot of things, but I think Paul in the book of Corinthians can answer this age-old debate. And 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, it says this, The message of the cross is foolishness who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it's the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I'll destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the, intelligent, the intelligence of the intelligent. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven. And it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those who are called by God, salvation, both Jews and Gentiles. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans and God's weakness is stronger than the greatness of human strength. You see, we can know a lot about the story of Christmas. And oftentimes you come to church at Christmas time and the story of Christmas is preached. And all around the world, people know about it. Journalists write about it. But friend, it's really just a story if you don't know him. Our natural wisdom can't answer the virgin birth. Isaiah 7.14 Alright then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and we'll and we'll call him Emmanuel, which means Christ with us. See, we can't work that out. You can't wrestle that. It's a sign from God and people want to wrestle it down and say it's impossible. And to the natural, it is impossible. It is. We sing these songs about a king who's coming, a king who came. In the natural mind, we can't seem to work it out. It seems like foolishness, unless you believe. And all of a sudden, it makes sense. The world has, can't answer a lot of things. There's lots of science questions that can't be answered. I read an article from The Guardian that's a, a secular newspaper. And I've just got four of the things they listed out of the 25 they had listed, but there's hundreds, possibly thousands of things science can't answer. The first one, what was the universe made of? Astronomers face an embarrassing conundrum. They don't know what 95% of the universe is made of, yet we live in it. So many things we don't know. 
So many things science don't know. How did life begin? But how did the basic chemicals present on early earth spontaneously arrange themselves in something resembling life? How did we get DNA? When you think about that, when Jesus said he grabbed, and God said he grabbed the dust of the earth and formed men. How does it make sense? Science can't answer it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you'll have an argument from people about the Christmas story, but they can't answer it. Unless you believe. Goes on to say, number three, what makes us human? Just look at your DNA, won't tell you. The human dome is 99% identical to the chimpanzees. For that matter, 50% the same as a banana. Doesn't make sense, does it? Number four, why do we dream? We spend a third of our lives sleeping. Considering how much time we spend doing it, you might think we'd know everything about it, but scientists are searching for the complete explanation of why we sleep and dream. The Bible can give us answers to these things, you know, it's funny, isn't it? God said the language of the spirit is dreams and vision. And go through and you can answer the questions that science can't from the Bible. The medical discoveries we see over the years when you look at Leviticus in, in chapter 17, verse 14, life is in the blood written all those years ago, nearly 7,000 years ago or 6,000 years ago, a long time ago anyway. And yet science found that only a few years ago. still a lot more questions we can't answer the Bible explains lots of things about science until you know Jesus and not just know about Jesus it doesn't make any sense without knowing Jesus at Christmas time it's just a perplexing story just like Joe Heidebrand wrote about this week and the story is this it starts in Isaiah for a for A child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all of eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's army will make this happen. That prophetic word spoken years about, years before Jesus was born. The government will rest on his shoulders. Aren't you glad that God is in government? Aren't you glad that he is wonderful counsellor, prince of peace? That he does rule the world with justice, but love. And that's Christmas. Christmas is about a child that was born that man can't explain. Science can't explain how it happened. Man can't explain how it happened. And sometimes it really does make you wonder and I think it's great to wonder. But if you know him, it's the greatest truth ever known to mankind. 
When Jesus came to earth and was, before he came into ministry, he said these words in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Sometimes I think we miss that. That he's bringing good news. That the gospel is good news. The gospel is not about just judgment or not about you're right or you're wrong. It's good news. It brings deliverance to people. Good news to the poor. Poor in spirit, not just poor financially. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released. The blind will see and the oppressed will be set free. The blind there is an interesting word because we look at it and go, oh, blind that, that can't see because they literally are blind. But it's actually those who don't have the revelation of Jesus. He's going to open their eyes spiritually, open our eyes spiritually. The oppressed will be set free and the time of the Lord's favour has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All the eyes of the synagogue looked at him intently. And then he began to speak. The scripture you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. I love this next sentence. Everyone spoke of him and was amazed by the gracious words come from his lips. And they said, how can this be? Isn't it Joseph's son? Have you asked, how can this be? How could this be? How could it be that the majority of the world over the years have been Christian? That God came into the world and changed the world. How could it be? I think it's a great question to ask at Christmas. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 because mostly we look at John 3.16 at Christmas but I think 1 Timothy 3.16 is a good way to go this year without question this is the great mystery of our faith Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated by the spirit he was seen by angels and announced to the nations he was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. And if you do relate that to John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son into the world that he would die, rise again from the dead, that none would perish. He didn't come to judge the world, it says in verse 17. He came into the world to save the world. He was believed throughout the world. So the question I have for you this Christmas is do you believe? Do you believe? Or is it just a lovely time of year? A wonderful time of year? Families get together, presents get get, get given, songs get sung. Arguments happen across the Christmas table. Did it, my family. Friend, do you believe? John 10.10. So aptly, aptly put it. I've come into the world that they may have life 
and they may have it more abundantly. You see, Jesus came into the world as like came into the world to make your life better and to make you better at life. Came into the world to make a difference. Came into the world to change your life for the better. See, Christmas is a time. It's a time that, that God causes us to wonder. God causes us to wonder. Even journalists write articles and they're wondering. They can identify that Jesus was born. They can identify that he said lots of profound things. They can identify that he was crucified. And that causes them to wonder. They wonder about their eternity. They wonder about their salvation. They begin to wonder about life. Christmas time is a time where God causes us to wonder. And it isn't it a wonderful time of year. So maybe in this place, you are wondering. Maybe in this place you've come today because it's Christmas. And that's what you do at Christmas has come to church. Or maybe you've been dragged along by family. Maybe in this place you once believed and something happened in your world that caused you to wonder about your faith. Maybe someone said something, you, someone did something. Maybe you've been in church all your life and you come to church every week, but you've never actually wondered about, did Jesus die for me? Did Jesus come into this earth for me? You see, that's what Christmas is about. That he came into the earth, that men and women and children will be saved. What does saved mean? It'll mean they'll be changed. They'll be renewed body, soul, and spirit. Romans 10.9 says this, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. And the funny thing about God is this, he never puts any pressure on anybody. He says it's your choice. There's a story in the Bible where the disciples, he was walking along with them, a crowd of people around him, and he made a challenging statement. And all the crowd turned and left him. And he said to his disciples, well, are you going to go? And they said, where else would we find the keys to eternal life. But what about you? What about you as you sit in this room today, this Christmas? Do you know Jesus? Or do you only know of him? Know the story. Now we do this in every service at Highlands. And the reason we do it is you are so valuable to God and you're so valuable to us. You really do matter. 
And I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. And the reason I ask you to do that is this is a decision that you'll make, not your friends make, not your partner make, not your family around you make, but a decision you'll make. And the decision is, do you want to know Jesus or do you just want to continue knowing about him? And while no one's looking around, I'm going to ask you, if you are making a decision to know Jesus this morning, I'd love you to raise your hand so I can see it, so I can pray with you. As I look across this room right now, if that's you, you've never given your life to Jesus, but you'd like to, I'd love you to raise your hand so I can see it. See that hand, thank you. I see that hand. Thank you so much. So good. See that hand, thank you. So good. People making a decision to know Jesus this morning. So good. See that hand. Thanks so much. Another person. Thank you. Another person. Thank you. So good. So good. You know, it's the best Christmas present you'll ever get. See those hands. Thanks so much. Best Christmas present you'll ever get. Your life's changed. The Bible says very clearly everything you've been, everything, everything you've ever done wrong. The guilt of sin will be wiped out today. See that hand. Thank you so much. So good. Last time I'm asking this morning. I don't want to delay it. I don't want to labour it. But honestly, you're too important. You matter so much to God that He'd come to earth for you. Last time I'm asking, look across this room one more time. See that hand, thanks. So good. See that hand, thank you so much. Awesome. Do you know, you put your hands down, thank you. We're going to say a simple prayer this morning. It's a simple prayer, but incredibly powerful prayer. It goes like this. And if you raised your hand, or maybe you're sitting in the seat and you didn't raise your hand, but you desperately wanted to, why don't you pray this prayer? Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. This Christmas day, I choose to follow you. I choose you as my Lord and my Saviour. I ask you to forgive me for everything I've ever done wrong. And God, I ask you to make the Christmas story not just a story, but actual truth to my life. Father, that I'll know you, not just know about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.